0: Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin-Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. How are you today? I pray all is well. This message stirs your faith, falls on good ground, produces good fruit in your lives. I also want to pray this prayer over you. It's a song in the book of Psalms, chapter uh, 121, and it goes as such. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go both now and forever. Amen. I wanted to release this word encouraging scripture over your life as a decorative prayer that you will receive it in your heart to know that god's promises are yes and amen and that he is still good he is still on the throne he is still covering you he is still protecting you he is still working things out for your good i know things may not look as well as you want it to look, I know that the news may have said one report, and it seemed like he- that the world is going to hell in a handbasket. But God says, i Don't, don't be swayed by that. <clears throat> don't, as you are my kingdom ambassador, for you are my child. I have you covered because I have made you a joint heir with Christ Jesus in heaven. Your name is in the book of life, and so what does that mean? As we learn about that in revelation, um, the book of Revelation. That means that God has you covered. He has you protected. You do not stumble upon this podcast by happenstance. You are here on divine assignment because God wants you to remember that he loves you. He cares about you and that there is still hope for the lost and found. There's still hope. And God is going to do a revival in this season of time. I know we saw a revival happen earlier this year. And, you know in the in the church body and with different um, universities and schools um, especially in America but God says I, and I got more coming there's going to be a revival. When you think about revival, the word revival means resuscitation. there's going to be a new awakening, a new wave of life, a renewed sense of purpose of divine destiny of divine direction. There's going to be something new that God's going to do in the earth. He says in Isaiah 43 verse 18, do you not perceive it? That means, do you not see it? He's doing a new thing. And so we can hold on to that hope that God is doing a new thing. It may not always feel like he's doing a new thing because we look at things by sight. But God says, if you go to my manual, that means the book, the Bible, and read my promises and hold on to them, even if it don't look like it, hold on to them, we will see God do a different thing, and so I had to release that really quickly out there, because I believe somebody needed it, heck, if you didn't need it, I needed it, and I'm going to talk about that today, as to why I'm even saying I needed it, um, but let me give you the title, if you haven't already picked up on it, today's message, we're going to talk about a revival of a hope for the lost and the found, <clears throat> and the reason why god gave me this title because at first i was like wait a minute shouldn't this be a revival uh of hope for the lost and that should be it or just a revival of hope period and god said no 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 because no, you're going to tell your story because there are a lot of people who are found in christ jesus that means that you um he has given you a new garment of praise he has taken you out of the old ways of your life out of the world that you lived in out of doing the carnal sinful things um God is taking you away from that lifestyle. He says, so technically you are found because you have a relationship with him. Even if it may not be the perfect relationship or the best relationship that you want, you at least feel like, you know, who the Lord is for yourself. You know how to go to him and pray to him. You know how to tell him, um, what you're going through and you, uh, know how to hear from him. And that's very, very important hearing from the Lord. But he said, there are a lot of people who, call themselves found or who are found and still feel lost. And so that's why today's message is a revival of hope for the lost and the found. Because even when you are found and you're living right, you're living in Christ Jesus, you're, you're doing everything that the Bible tells you to do as a new believer. And I don't mean new believer in terms of you just got saved yesterday. I mean a new believer in Christ Jesus, meaning that the old way is old and the new way is him. Your life revolves around Jesus. That means that he is your Lord and your savior. And so you are in constant communication, constant connection, constantly reading your Bible, or at least trying to get into it. You know, you, you feel like you are found. You don't feel like you're the same person that you once were when, you know, you felt disconnected from God. But God said, there are many people. And I know I was one of them who were called by his name. Both Jews and Gentiles, Jews and Christians alike, who still feel lost in a world that is broken. You still feel hopeless even though God found you. And God may have done some miracles in your life, but there's still a part of your heart that still feels like mm, God, it just ain't clicking quite right yet. <laughs> you know what's going on, Jesus? This ain't feeling like what you said it's gonna be, and especially we learned this new year. This new Hebrew year, for those that's like, wait a minute, the new year. And um, September uh, 15th and 16th, we stepped into, particularly September 15th, we stepped into a new Hebrew year. That means a spiritual year um, on the Hebrew calendar. And it's the year of... um. 5784 which means the year of the open door and god is saying as we enter to this year it's not just gonna be about a year it's gonna be about a season of open doors where he is going to do something mighty and spectacular and miraculous in the church body we are going to see things kind of flip we've seen heads of power of of satan being on top for far too long and god says ah we ain't gonna forget about the church now we're gonna flip that thing and run it back, (laughs) and run it down smooth, okay, and so I love that God is going to do a new thing, and so we can receive that word, but even though you may step into a new year, now we look at the Gregorian calendar, which is the calendar we have today, we may step into a new year at the end of the year, December 31st, 2021, and it may, I mean, 20, excuse me, y'all, December 31st, let me slow down, 2023, and we may um, get prepared for January 1st, 2024, but a lot of things don't ever change. You, you never notice that in your life. Like, you everybody get excited because it's a new year and you do the countdown and everything, and it's the excitement of that moment of something new, and then the haze wears off by midday, January 1st, 2024, or January 1st any year. It's like the haze doesn't worn off, and by January 2nd, it's business back to usual. And, it, and it's, I believe that God is saying, no, 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 no. I don't want my people to keep living like that. I don't want you to keep having the excitement of a new year, but then don't see anything different. That's why I, I just said Isaiah 43 verse 18. Go read that for yourself. You know, God is doing a new thing. We have to see it the right way. And it doesn't necessarily mean seeing it in sight because th- again, excuse me, a lot of things that we will see in sight will seem counter to what God is saying that it's a new year, a new season. And so talk about for me. Um, so I went through a trying time, uh, last week. And it made me think about, um, Rosh Hashanah and what we, you know, learned from Rosh Hashanah. And I even was sitting in on, um, on a, um, a service, uh, by Rabbi Jason, Uh, I think his last name is pronounced Sobel. And as I was sitting in on that service on the 16th, I, it was enlightening. I will say that it was enlightening. Let me first say that it was enlightening. It was a good service. I learned a lot of things. Um, But before that, I realized I needed that time. Because one thing that you learn about Rosh Hashanah and then leading up to the nine days leading up to Yom Kippur is that it's a it's a time of celebration because it's a new year but it's also a time to repent it's a time to reflect on the things of the past year thank God for what he's done but also repent of any sins that you've been holding on to as you step into a new year it's a time to reflect also on the time of creation um on on the fact that we as human beings were created um a lot of um rabbinic theologians say that it was um during rosh hashanah and so it's like we were created during this time and so it is a holy time you remember that in leviticus 23 go read that chapter um about the the feast that we're meant to keep in in honor and remembrance of our um, of god and of our lord and what he's done for us and as i was Dealing with that whole process and time, I remember feeling very frustrated. It was like literally the few days before Rosh Hashanah, I just felt frustrated. And the reason why I'm teaching this message now, because you may say, well, that was a few weeks ago or a week ago. I'm, I'm teaching it now because I was watching a sermon, I think it was last night or the night before. That really, um, sparked something in me to want to teach on some things that I feel like before I give you the rest of the keys of this, um, season of kingdom ambassadors and what it's going to take and what you'll need as you go out and be kingdom ambassadors in the, the world, I feel like we need to talk about a few things before we get out there. You know, it's like, I've been all season long with the help of the Holy spirit, of course. Um, Maybe I should flip that. I been doing my part. The Holy Spirit been doing his biggest parts with this um, season to teach on um, what it means to be a kingdom ambassador. And what that really looks like. You know, we've been gearing you up and preparing you all along to go out and be the disciple for Jesus Christ that you are meant to be. But God says, but wait a minute, before you send people out, there's some things you got to still solidify there's some foundational principles excuse me that you need to solidify and so I said okay God and it was from listening to another message I forgot what the name of the sermon was um that I think it was by Bishop Dale Bronner but it, it encouraged me to put together these next couple episodes because I was like wow okay God I didn't realize we need to talk about this but it wasn't just Bishop Dale Bronner because I had saw some things on social media unfortunately and then I had sat in and listened to some other people's podcasts and whatnot in the church, and it was just this like stirring of um of kingdom synergy where a lot of leaders were kind of talking about some of the issues in the church body in terms of just hopelessness, like you call yourself a Christian, you call yourself a messianic Jew, and yet there is this weight of hopelessness on your heart. And you're pouring that out into the world. And people are looking at you like, but you're supposed to be the believer in Jesus. And yet, if you don't have hope, what should we hold on to? And so God said, I need you to talk about, you know, a few things before you give them the keys, before we before or rather for God give you the keys, I'm just gonna give you the knowledge, the wisdom. And so um, that's what we're gonna talk about today. But I realized um You know, now fast forward, I realized for me, uh, last week, this past week was just heavy, 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 heavy. And I couldn't understand why first, you know, it was things not going the way I wanted them to go. And I said, okay, you know what? Let me just chalk it up to God. Let me release my, my own way of doing things and trying to be in control. And I'm just trusting God to handle it. And I said, okay. But then the things just got worse and worse and worse, y'all. And I know some of y'all out there like, yes, girl, I, I'm with you on that. Yes, sis. Yes, sis. My brothers, my sisters out there, you probably have been through some times as well where it was like, if one more thing go wrong, I'm just going to throw the whole day away. Let me if Let's throw the whole month away, okay? <laughs> and so for me that's how it was it was like just consecutive days i can't i think it was at least like four or five days of back to back to back just like one thing after another 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 and i was like now god hold on now because you told me my season was changing from the job within the season but this sure enough feeling like job again you know go read the book of job that i'm talking about job chapter one chapter two i said this feeling like that all over again like uh, another like just consecutive things going wrong, God. Consecutive things going out of my control, God. And I'll tell y'all, no matter what I did to try to shift and change gears and try to, you know, figure out something else out. I mean, from plan A to Z, just kept busting in front of my face, y'all. Just blowing up my face. A plan A didn't work. Plan B didn't work. Plan C didn't work. Plan D didn't work. Plan E go all the way to Z. It nothing worked. <laughs> and I was like, now come on, Jesus. What what is going on? Why is nothing? Working, you see, I'm trying to work it, nothing's working. And let me tell y'all something the way God works, <laughs> child, He allowed my own messages that I teach y'all to bless me. Not only did I listen to a podcast episode, um, several times actually called The Click, y'all remember The Click? If you missed The Click, go listen to that, that's early in this uh, season. The Click, I think that's uh, episode 10. Not only did I go back and listen to The Click several times over, but then I even listened to The Power of Revelation again. And then I had to go on my YouTube channel because it's a message I had posted. And this is not a cheap plug. Some people are like, okay, here she go. No, no, no. I'm I'm being really honest, y'all. Like, this is what how God spoke to me. And he said, go listen to that message. Go listen to that message. And I was like, I told it, God. What I need to go back and hear here for? But I'm glad I was obedient. And so I went back on my YouTube channel, and I watched this message that I had taught called, um, God is saying... Uh, can you sit down and take it? And, and I was like, Ooh, first of all, the title alone made me say, I don't want to watch that message. Cause I remember what I said, <laughs> but I, I turned it on and I watched it and I just felt like God was just shining the biggest, brightest light on me and my disappointment of, of the whole week of circumstance of the circumstance, disappointment, of the disappointment, situation, of the situation, not going my way. And he was saying, you keep the same thing I said to my to everybody else. Y'all was saying to myself on the video, you keep fighting and fighting. And God knows you a fighter. He knows that about you, but he's saying, can you sit down and take it? Take his advice, take his wisdom. Sometimes just take the punches and let them roll off of you. But can you just sit down and take it and stop doing everything in your own strength? So I said, Ooh, man, I had a salty face, y'all. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. I had the salty face. And I said, Okay, God, I, I'm done. I didn't try everything. There's no more letters at the Z, okay? I need to go into Greek letters or something. So I didn't try everything, Lord. I I'm done. I give up. I'm going to let your will be done in whatever way you want to do it. And that's that. And if it don't work out, then I'm going to just hold on to your peace and know that if one door closes and that's a no, then that means there's another yes, another door somewhere else. So that's why I brought it up about Rosh Hashanah and, and what I was learning about the open doors. And that encouraged me to like, wait a minute, you just was learning about how it's a season of open door. And so Why are you believing that the doors is closed? And I said, okay, you know what? Yes. Just because one door or all the alphabet, 26 doors, I think it's 26, 23 letters. Sorry, y'all. Well, how many letters. (laughs) I said, just because those doors closed does not mean God don't have a yes somewhere for you. You just got to hold on to hope. And so I said, okay, guys, I released it. Um, but then he took me to some scriptures, and I started with Psalms 121 because that also was the scripture that he took me to, and and I was because like I said, I was I was in agony, y'all. I was so disappointed that things weren't going my way, and I was like, God, I'm so sick and tired of trying to work this problem out, these problems rather, and nothing's working out. And he said, Go read Psalms 121, and I did, and it and the first thing I remember was just like. Again, another light bulb going off. And the light hit me in my head. Of Like look to the hills. From which cometh your help. Your help comes from God. And for those that are not reading their Bibles with me. And you're wondering. When it says I look up to the mountains or to the hills. Does my help come from there? It's a question mark. It's not stating that that's where your help comes from the hill. It's saying that that's a question. And I'm asking, is that where my help comes from? And, and, and then the next one is a statement. It's an exclamation point at the end that says, no, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And so when I read that, I just said, you know, I got to hold on to that word. I got to hold on to that word because that is so true. And so important in my life is remembering that. I don't have to worry about trying to fix a problem that seems lost and broken. I can go to my father who finds us all anyway, where we are in our brokenness and he picks us up and he solves the problem. And so I did just that y'all, I rested and, and I would say later on that day, this is after a week. So it wasn't like the the exact day It was like after a couple days, about like I said, four or five days, then on like the fifth day or whatever. It was like, okay, I'm done. I'm putting my hands up in surrender. I'm done. Probably the fourth day, not the fifth day. I'm done. I put my hands up in surrender, and I just rested in God. And, and it was interesting that that was, um, that was a holy day for me. It was like a, a Sabbath day of rest for me where I just kind of stayed in bed all day, and I just didn't do anything. And it wasn't um like a depressing not doing anything. It just was like, a am not going to do anything today but just rest. Like I told God I'm going to rest. And I'm going to also take the rest because now I've exhausted energy trying to solve a problem I couldn't solve. As so I said, God, I'm going to just take your rest. And literally by that afternoon, even not even the end of the night, by that afternoon, God has solved the problem for me. And, and it was kind of like I was hearing God say, see, I told you, if you would have just stopped trying to do it in your own strength, I was going to take it for you. I got you. And so the reason why I'm choosing the, to title this message today or the god chose it, i didn't choose it of a revival of hope for the lost and failed it's because many times there are things that we lose out on opportunities we lose out on things that seem um too far-fetched or too broken and you wonder like can it actually be found again can they can the door open again can the situation be resolved can this problem be fixed Um, even during that time, just another sidebar, I had also went to the doctor and I didn't get really the good report I was hoping to get from this particular doctor. And this one, this doctor is just as crucial as my, um, primary care doctor and my care team, because I told you guys before, if you've been following the podcast, I went through health problems. And so it's like, when she signs off this particular doctor, um, my hematologist is like when she signs off, then it really will be a 100% clean bill of health. And so I'm like, all right, God, I've been receiving my healing and walking it out as I'm healed. And I'm going to talk about how I'm healed. But I'm going back to the doctor and it's like the labs aren't really lining up all the way. Like most of them are. But then there's some labs that's still coming back like, mm, this is still a bit low. And it's like, God, what's going on? I'm tired of coming to this place. But even with that, that was me wanting to control a situation and God was showing me what you are tired of going to is exactly where I'm using you at. Um one of the places where I get um my medical care from, especially with this particular doctor, my hematologist, is at the cancer center, unfortunately. And and I say unfortunately because I am my own construct of thinking. Um, and not God's thinking, think that, okay, well that should just be for cancer patients and the hematology department should be very different, but it's not, it's in the same building, the same department. And, and there's a part of me that has felt like God, like I don't belong here. I don't have cancer. Why am I here? And what I've realized is God had to keep reminding me, um, I'm using you here. And there are some days where I, I minister to some patients there, not even realize I'm ministering to them. It's just that like a conversation that spark up and all of a sudden, like they just receive what they need to receive from me and some encouragement from me or I receive something from them. Um, and then there's times where God just had me minister to the nurse or the doctors there. And when, we, when I say minister to, it doesn't mean that you're sitting there like with a microphone preaching them down. It just means that you're sharing encouraging words. You're sharing something to uplift their spirits. That's how you minister to people um, when you go out into the world, y'all. We're meant to be light and salt in the earth. What does salt do It flavors? What does light do It illuminates? And so no matter what room you go into, no matter what door you walk through, we're meant to be that light in a dark place. We're meant to be that that salt that flavors the room. And so God had to keep encouraging me. While being frustrated in this process of but I'm using you here, I know you want to hurry up and be done with this place, but there are still some people that need you to share your light, the light that comes from the Father. they need that in here because if you've ever been in a cancer center, it's pretty depressing. I'm not gonna lie to you it's sad because you're seeing people who are either really frail and thin or you're seeing people who just like the title, have lost hope. They've lost hope. They just got the worst report from the doctors that they only have a few days or a few months to live. They only got a year to live. Or that um, they're at stage whatever, one, two, three, four, and and they may either about to start losing their hair, they may lose their hair, or you know, just different things that they start to lose. And they're just like, wow. I mean, some people, young and old, I can't just say I'm in a cancer center and there's a bunch of old people. No, I've seen some people that look like they not no more than 18, 19, 20, you know, and it's so sad to see that. And so God is constantly reminding me, I have you there for a reason to bring hope, to revive these people, to start, to, to, excuse me, to continue believing or start believing that God is a healer that the doctor does not have the final say that even the chemotherapy does not have the final say God is still on the throne. He has the keys that he took from the enemy of death that therefore that door does not have to open for you just yet. You can go to your father and claim your healing because he promised it to us in Isaiah 53 verse 5 that because of what Jesus did on the cross we are healed. And so God had to deal with me to, to even though I'm a found person in him, there still need to be hope that was poured back into me. There's to be a revival uh, in me, a renewing in me to remember, hold on to what you're doing. Hold on to the promises. Hold on to being a kingdom ambassador. Don't get frustrated in the process. It says in Isaiah um, chapter 40, that, you know, we will get weary in well-doing. But we can soar high on wings as eagle. We can run and not faint. We can walk and not be weary. But it's about waiting on the Lord. And so that's what I, you know, I'm here to share with you today. Um, I had some scriptures, y'all, I was going to share. But I hear God saying, just wrap it up. It's interesting that today's message didn't really go the way I wanted it to go. Um, but I want to give you just these two short scriptures. I had a whole bunch, of y'all. So don't be like, well, I thought she just said, I had a whole bunch. <laughs> but I'm going to give you these two scriptures to hold you over until tomorrow. Jeremiah 24, verse 7, I will give them hearts that recognize me as the Lord. They will be my people and I will be their God, for they will return to me wholeheartedly. And that's from the New Living Translation. And then the next one is going to be Luke chapter 15, starting at the first verse. Again, reading from the New Living Translation. And it goes, "Um, tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus Teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. Um so Jesus told them this story If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the ninety-nine others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. This means that even when we have moments where we, we we are found in Jesus. God has given us new garments of praise. We even been baptized and all these great things. But you still will get weary. And God says, even in those moments where you feel a little lost, you feel a little broken, you feel a little weary. You feel a little confused. You just feel a little tired. He says, I still will come after you. I never stop coming after you. and And heaven rejoices every single time you're renewed. Every single time that you... Um come back and and come back and just meaning that you strayed away it it just it also means that you came back to joy, maybe you felt a little weary and and depressed and sad or frustrated like I did in your flesh, but then when God pours back into you and he comes back after you he lifts lifts you up with rejoicing and reminds you of his promises and continues to encourage you or, or and lift you up, or even there's sometimes times where he works some things out um immediately because he always works things out for our good but it may be delayed or maybe immediately like it was for me and he says it the heaven rejoices that you came back and if you are a person who is lost right now and you feel hopeless right now maybe you got the doctor support maybe you are a cancer patient and and things just Don't seem to be looking up. God says, hold on to my hope. I am still a God of revival. That means I'm still a God that can resuscitate what seemed like a dead thing and bring it back to life, baby. Hold on to hope. You will be salt and light in the earth. God says, I would have never allowed the test to defeat you. The test came for you to pass it. The test, the trial, the problem came because God said, I can trust you with this this situation i can trust you with this suffering no that doesn't mean that god wants you to suffer but he says i'm believing the reason why you're here under the sound of my voice is because god says i believe that you will take what i've allowed you to go through and pour it out onto others being the salt and light in the earth being the kingdom ambassador that you're always meant to be so that when people hear a testimony, even as you are struggling through cancer treatments right now, I'm sorry, I can't get away for that. For those that's not dealing with cancer just just bear with me and pray with me as I'm speaking to those that are dealing with it. You know, um, let's pray for them, y'all. But God is saying today, even when you go into the cancer center and get your treatments, you may be sitting and getting your chemotherapy and there may be people around that just seem so sad. Won't you be the light in a dark place? Won't you fill them up with the hope that they need to keep carrying on? Tell them your story. Some of y'all got a diagnosis that said you about to die in four months. And yet it's a year, two, three, four, five, 10 years later. And you didn't die. Some of y'all, the doctors are still wondering why you still got energy and and, and, uh, moving around so vibrantly. Shouldn't this have killed you by now? Shouldn't you be on your sick bed by now? And yet you still... Are fighting it you still are determined to keep pushing through you still got the strength in your body to keep going to the doctors to, to keep praying for your healing to keep believing and walking out that you are healed in Christ Jesus name to continue moving on and they're wondering how are you still standing but you can be that salt and light in the earth even in a hopeless place like the cancer center God is using you he's using me to still being light in a dark place. And for those, like I said, who are not going through that, or you don't know know anybody who's going through that, then as the global body of God, of Jesus Christ, let us pray for those who are suffering from cancer. Let's pray for those who are suffering from sickness and disease that's supposed to wipe them out and end their lives. Let us pray that they will have the strength that they need to still stand in the face of the enemy. Actually, I will read this one last scripture as as we go. And this is my prayer that you will hold on to this scripture. Therefore, Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2. beside God's throne. Let that be your encouragement today. I pray that you receive this message, not just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word as well. May it encourage your heart, stir your faith, fall on good ground, produce good fruit in your lives. Let this be an on-time word for those with ears who will hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Take care. Love you guys. Bye now.